So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hi, I'm Moni, and welcome to Mixing with Moni, where each week I will try to rival your most opinionated friend who swears she's always right. I'll be mixing a few worlds together to give a POC perspective on everything POCs and the opposites are often equally shocked that I'm into, from music, politics, to hot topics, and lots of TV, and even the things that I think make it really difficult to be a young adult in today's world. I'll be covering it all, and I want you to do it with me. So, let's mix it up. Hi there. So, welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am finally over the cough, but now I have lost my voice because I am a camp counselor for tiny humans. And although I love my job, definitely requires loud volume because there is more of them than there are of me. So I will try to keep it brief. Only a portion of this episode will actually be a recording in this voice, my voice isn't as bad, but I did um my second half. So the all the Bravo dipping into my DVR portion with the fabulous Real Moms of Bravo. Vanessa and Abby of the Real Moms of Bravo recently hit 10K followers on Instagram. So I can only imagine how what they're doing on their podcast. But I was super excited to talk to them. I kind of got started podcasting, guesting on their show Right after the whole Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner scandal, I DM'd them like randomly just because I had no one else to talk to about that kind of like a hot topic, pop culture thing. And basically it was like, if you ever need someone on your show with like a college student perspective who just watches this stuff and has so many opinions, 
and it's also low-key shady, I am your girl. And they were like, that would be so fun. And the rest was history. So thank you so much, Abby and Vanessa of the Romanza Bravo. That portion of um, our conversation, we talk about everything. That will be at the other end of um, the last like 45 minutes of the epi- of today's episode. We'll be with the moms and they're way more than just moms. Although moms are amazing. They are awesome. They are super, super up on all the Bravo info. They're obviously social media like mavens. And they're also just really sweet and nice. So if you're not following them already, which you obviously are, because you're probably one of the 10,000 that do, including lots of housewives, which we get into. The housewives that follow them, what they felt like when they first got one, you know, a housewife to follow them. Some of the show that they're watching, some of the Bravo news that's been going on. Bravo Con, we talk about the ending and reunions of Housewives, New York, and Beverly Hills. We talk about Palm Pools. We talk about lots of stuff. So, look, stay tuned for that. And I'm going to do the first portion, just Hot Topics and Bravo news. Um, I feel like there's been a lot going on in TV this week. And then I will do my Bachelorette section and recap and then the dip into my DVR of the Bravo recap because I'm probably going to wait to do the politics portion until next week's episode just because I've been taking a little bit of a break from politics. It's been a lot to see everything that's going on and try to, you know, take notes on that. And then on reality TV and work full time and be in school. Um, so it's been a little bit difficult, but I am paying attention. I am probably, I want to do the democratic debates justice for people who are Dems, who are not Dems, who don't know what they are, who want to just know what's going on on the other side, who just like to hear people talk about podcasts or people talk on podcasts about politics as well as pop culture, like bullshit. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it justice though, so, and I don't want to rush it. And because I'm tired and there's been so much Bravo in TV and actually just so much TV stuff, I kind of just want to give us all a little mental break before we go back to being like full-size regular adults who want to be like informed and all that stuff. So we'll take a minute, we'll take a beat. And I want to be able to do it justice and go in detail about um, what you really need to know from the Dem debates. Um, feel free to DM me if you want me to do like a separate politics episode I can definitely do that or at least like a bonus episode just about the dim debates um I can do that too so we'll see maybe I'll do a poll or something on my show or on my Instagram which if you're not following already at mixing with Monty you should be <laughs> so yeah without further ado let's get into some hot topics Ooh, where to begin <laughs> so since everything about my podcast is pretty much about TV, let's start with the obvious congratulations that are in order for none other than the Pump Rules princess herself, Stassi Schroeder and Bo. They got engaged. It's about time. There was so, I mean, let me not rush people, but it's about time. There were so many rumors that she might get engaged while in Vegas for Katie and Tom's second wedding because they did not really get their marriage license. So technically they weren't married the last three years. Um, but 
There was rumors that that would happen. I didn't think it would. I don't think she's an overshadower. She's really mellowed out since she, you know, met Bo. I think she's put on some, like, love weight, like, in a really good way. Like, she feels like, I think she's, like, filled out. She looks happier in the face. She looks at peace. She looks at ease. She looks loved and adored. She appears that she's happy with where she is in her life because she's loved and adored. And I think she looks great. She's really always been one of my favorites, whether she was, you know, nice or not. But could not be happier for Stassi and Bo. I wish them, you know, many champagne toasts and a lot of good things. And I cannot wait for the season of their wedding, which I really hope it's on TV. I remember she said a long time ago she does she does think about that because um, she does feel like the fans would feel owed, which, duh, girl, of course I feel owed. I've been watching her, not even since the beginning of Vanderpump Rules, but since Queen Bees. I used to watch Queen Bees. That is, I don't know if that's how old I am or how young I am, but somewhere in the middle, that's where I was in pop culture and how much I've loved reality TV. I used to watch Queen Bees. There was a show on in the inn at the time. I believe Joanna House from like... The America's Next Top Model, Joanna Al. She was a contestant. Did she win? She might have won. She also used to host, like, Look for Less, I think, on Style. One of those, like, fashion for on a budget shows. But she used to host Queen Bees, which was a show that would take various young girls and ages from, like, 18 to 24, something like that. Young, young women. And whose parents and families and friends and boyfriends all thought basically that they were nightmares and bitches. And she would take them, they would all be in the house, and it would reform their behavior. Um, it was definitely for show. A few years after that, yes, Stassi, Nastasia Schroeder was on the show. And a few years after that, obviously she was on Vanderpump Rules, so I guess it didn't really work. Shocker. But now we just needed Bo, the right one, Night in Shedding Armor. So... Very happy for her. Did notice, this is the news part of it, I guess. Kristen was not there. So I got some DMs that they were unfollowing each other. As of the moment that I checked, which wasn't very often today because, again, I'm working with children and I'm literally watching their every move. So I don't get to get on my, you know, phone and Instagram and stuff um, during the day that much. But I do believe as I, when I checked, um, which is not too long ago they were still following each other I could be wrong they could have updated they could have refollowed each other because everybody asked them but um they did but Kristen was not there then I also at the engagement she was not a part of the engagement party that happened after Stassi's engagement where they all went to Lisa Vanderpump house Sheena was there and not Kristen something about that does not sound right like if Sheena gets an invite and you don't and you're like one of the three witches of wheel. Y'all have a freaking wine company. That's insane to me. And speaking of the wine company, they went to Santa Barbara for the wine festival. They have like one picture together, the three of them, Kristen, Katie, and Stassi. But that's the only one I'm hearing. And that they took like together and they went separately. Like Kristen did not go with the other two witches, which I find also interesting. As of right now, I have yet to see a congratulations also for Stassi from Kristen. I'm literally checking as I say this, just to make sure I have this accurate. Um, Yeah, no congratulations still. 
no posts, no nothing about Stasi, about this engagement. It's kind of wild. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, Stasi's still following 666 people. So pretty sure they're, uh, you know, still following each other. Christina Kelly was there. Rachel O'Brien, I think her name is, was also there. Christina Kelly, her old friend um, from like earlier seasons. Rachel O'Brien, which is like supposedly one of Kristen's best friends, but I guess they're neutral because in the Pomp Rules group, why wouldn't you be? Um, Jackson, Lala, and Brittany, and Lisa Vanderpump served Stassi. Both Toms were there. Katie was there. Everyone literally was there, but Kristen. Yeah, so Ariana, of course, because they're like BFS now. So, yeah, I find that really interesting. They're not friends, I think. think something happened. I really do. And I can't wait to find out what it was this season. I actually think this season's really going to be a good one. The moms and I get into a little bit of what we expect. I also discussed with um, Wine Over Wisdom's Melissa Ribeiro about what we expect as she as a newlywed who is practically the same age as like half the cast, definitely in the range, except for Jax, who's like an older man, still acting like a child. Um, of what it's like to basically watch all these kids grow up, like watch all these young people grow up who we've seen like party and do all this stuff and now they're buying houses, settling down, what that means for the show. If they'll keep going, I have some predictions and I won't repeat them. Just, you know, you can go listen to part one or part two of that conversation or stay tuned and we'll talk about that probably. But I think it'll be a good season now. I firmly believe Randall is going to film. Lala's man, Randall, I do believe he's going to film. Mainly because every time I see a camera crew there in any of their stories, Randall is not just there. He's like dead center. But then it also reminds me of what Stassi said at the reunion and Sheena a little bit too. But definitely Stassi, like, your man is around us all the time. So it's one thing for you to say you want to keep it private, but he's literally, he hangs out with us. And the show is about our friend group. So it's kind of a double standard that she was like, oh, he, he wants to keep it private and he's so important. Girl, all his movies have been flops. Don't play that. Like, don't do that. All his movies really have been flops. His biggest, like, claim to most people's fame who don't watch Pump Rules is Power. He is a producer on Power. The show is ending. But there is a spinoff happening with Mary J. Blige, which I believe he's a part of because he keeps posting it every five minutes. And he has another couple movies coming out with some big names, but that means nothing because he's done movies with other big names that did not do well. <coughs> Gotti. <coughs> yeah. So that means nothing to me. I really do hope he films, but I also feel like his personality is going to be quite annoying because I follow him on Instagram. He seems like a lot. So we'll see. But I really do want him to film. I want to see the house renovations that she's done with Jeff Lewis what happened with the contractor, what happened with him, because one of his associates is now doing the renovations. She went on a rant that I posted to my Instagram the other day about how our contractor took all her money, all their money, his money, really, um, took all his money, all their money for the renovations, like didn't strip the house, didn't really have like any permits or anything to even work on it. A hot mess. So I would like to see him film. I he seems so comfortable in front of the camera and he went with the cast to Vegas 
for Vanderpump Cocktail Garden or whatever. It's opening in Caesar's Palace. So I would like to see some things. Anyways, to wrap that up, congratulations, Stassi and Bo. They got engaged at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I hear from people in L.A. who have asked specifically, that's not weird. It's weird to the rest of the nation, but apparently not to people in California. They watch movies there. They host like wine nights or they drink. They have picnics. People really be going to the cemetery, apparently. It's like a really big deal. And they were going to tour the mausoleum I hear. And um, I think I'm saying that right. But instead, she got engaged. So you go, Sassy. So proud of you. So happy for you. You go, girl. And let's see some other things. BravoCon. Still no word on that. We also talk about that um, later on in the episode. So I won't say much there. Um, yeah, probably just going to go to New York anyway. Because I'm connected with some of from fabulous New Yorkers through Instagram and stuff. And it just seems like a much more reliable, you know, situation to just go myself versus waiting for Bravo to update. Um, so no word on that. But finally, uh, you know, housewives are over. We're moving on. We're in a little bit of a lull. I did want to get into while I'm still in talking about Bravo and news is, uh, Southern Charm, and then I'll switch to Bachelorette. I am Below Deck. I'm watching Below Deck. It is good. I don't feel like I have much to say yet. I might change my mind depending on when I finish this week's episode. Um, I gotta admit, I fell asleep. I really give like 110% to my job. So right now, I can't. But Southern Charm picked up. I will eat my own crow. I said that it was boring, but I also said we needed Madison or Ashley or a villain. I think Madison will do. We don't need to bring Ashley back. She also does not fit. But Madison outing, spoiler about to happen, Madison outing to a room that Austin told her that Shep gave Danny chlamydia. She literally tried to take down three people with one stone. First of all, I fully believe it. I do. I fully believe that Shep did sleep with Danny at some point. I fully believe that Shep does not keep track of his, you know, health as often as he probably should, especially when it comes to like, you know, just spur of the moment, romantic hookups and stuff that I believe as well. Um, I do not think it was wise to do that. I don't think Danny need to be taken down for the, for anything. She's done nothing to Madison, but it was fabulous to watch. She's single-handedly, like, delivering this season. But I do like Danny. I don't think it's fair that that happened to her. But she tried to take... She basically took down Danny and Austin while trying to come for Shep. And Shep pretty much seemed unfazed and kind of twisted it to just be like, you're taking down Austin and Danny, not me. And then basically, why would she do that? And just turned it around on Madison so it didn't really work. Which is kind of how Shep gets away with all the things that he does. He has like no real accountability because he kind of comes out of most things unscathed. But to Madison's point, she was just trying to make it seem that like, you know, at their ladies dinner with Patricia, which sidebar, loving Patricia being a girl's girl this this year and not having like an all male dinner because that never really ends well for her um, or in general for them. But I think that it is very true, very likely that all 
of them at some point have been greatly affected or hurt by Shep. I don't think Shep really takes into account what he's saying or what he's doing, but people still like kind of excuse him, which I also think is part of the problem. His group excuses a lot of stuff. Even when they bring it up, they still let it slide. There's no real consequences for what happens. So it doesn't seem like there ever will be either. Um, yeah, it's really sad that that happened to Danny. I don't, I like her. I just feel like it was kind of a casualty situation. Like we needed to do something with this season beyond just will Madison and Austin hook up because shocker, of course they did. Of course they will again. If they haven't already, I have seen that she's been basically trying to like move on, but still like, I'm not shocked that they opened the episode this week with the fact that they both hooked up with each other. Duh. So it was a sad thing to see, but I, Madison really delivered. I was not expecting that. And I had heard that that was about to be the case. It still came out as like, whoa, mouth on the ground. So yeah, I think that's crazy. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Um, Catherine's chilling. I'm sad that, you know, she is having some custody issues right now with Thomas um, and not being able to see her kids. I do think that all this stuff, even her being around weed and everything, if that's really the only reason she went to rehab and lost her kids, which I don't understand, um, just because of societal implications, even in the South, that just seems like a lot. But again, Thomas can apparently has the power to do a whole bunch, so I don't put it past him. But if that's really the case, I do understand where she's coming from, that like everybody basically reprimanded her for being a bad mom. Granted, she was literally the youngest person on that cast. Not that it's an excuse, but she was thrusted into motherhood in this whole world really young and early. I can't even imagine how I would have felt, you know, doing the same thing. And she literally was younger than I am now when that happened. So I get that everybody is treating it so casually now when it basically, you know, ruined her life. The implications that she was a druggie or preferred to like, I guess, get high or smoke, you know, over her kids allegedly. And that's sad. So I understand where she would be frustrated with no one checking on her and making sure it's cool to even have all of this frivolous weed around because it's legal where they are, but because it was so illegal where she was, all of a sudden she's a terrible mother, even though it's the same action. So I get you, Catherine. I like Catherine. I do. Um, speaking of news, Ashley Jacobs is on Cameo. <laughs> Just kidding. I know nobody really cares about that, but um, basically if you like Catherine, you will get blocked, and that's kind of just all she had to say on Cameo. So if you didn't know that, I just saved you however many dollars it costs to book her to send you a video where she just tells you, you know, thank you for your support. Really? Okay. Thank you for your support. And uh, don't like Catherine or you'll get blocked. So, yeah, just saved you some money. You're welcome. And... I pretty much feel like that wraps it up hot topics wise other than some reunions happened this week with like One Tree Hill and Zoe 101, which I'm young enough, you know, to know those things, but also was old enough to watch them, sneak to watch them. You decide how old that is. Um, So that's really exciting to me. And I'm excited about that. 
And I hope that there is something more that comes out of the Zoe one-on-one thing, which I've heard that it's possible. Um, so yeah, that is that. I think that's about all I got on topics wise. Let me know if I missed something. I'm happy to mention it next week. Um, yeah, by the way, I also, I guess it's not that I fully do not believe that Jax and Brittany are going to break up, but I do believe they're probably having a rocky time, but Jax is so big on social media and basically making everything about himself. I believe we will never know the answer because they will never get a divorce. That's just how I feel. And Brittany will never leave him. Jax will never really let her leave. And Jax is notorious for not being able to break up with women. So, yeah, I think we are stuck watching this until they get fired. And if it goes on long enough, I'm just going to start a petition myself since these days that's all you need. Right, Kyle? Yep. So that is that on that. And yeah, DM me and let me know if I missed anything that you would have liked to, you know, hear my thoughts on, my shady opinions, all that. Um, Try to keep it, you know, chiller this week with shady opinions just because of my voice, not really anything else. Um, But I'll be back next week. So let me know what to include. Um, Yeah. And of course, I'll also be back next week with... uh, politics and um to do the democratic debates justice but obviously by the time you hear this if it's not already out dm me if you want me to do a separate episode and i will see what i can do maybe it'll just be like a little snippet or something that i release all right i'm gonna take a little break and then i will do the bachelorette Whew. yeah and then it'll be time for my interview with the real moms and Bravo. Thanks for listening. So I am back and it is now time to talk about The Bachelorette. All I can say is, oh my God. If I'm about to spoil anything for you and you did not finish, you did not watch, I like to mix it up and literally talk all over the place. So go watch because it's worth it. And I don't want to spoil it. It's so good that I'm literally talking around in circles right now just to give people enough time to realize that I'm about to start talking about the actual episode, the actual finale and live event right now. Okay, so enough of that. I cannot believe she chose Jed to begin with. I know that had to be producer-led. Something had to go down because there's no way she did not know and did not think that Jed was there just for publicity. Because even beyond just like if he was a good liar or if she was, you know, swindled by him, which I do believe she was. I think he's a terrible person. I actually have a friend who sympathizes with him. Wow. You know who you are. You know who you are. And you need to stop because he's an awful person. I do not feel bad for him, and neither should you. I mean, I feel bad that if he's getting, like, death threats or whatever, y'all really got to chill. You don't know any of these people. But at the same time, you knew what you were doing. You knew why you did it. You went all the way on the show. And they raised a good point. Why would you give Hannah, you know, so much shit about her picking Luke every week and her and question Luke's motives? But, but... But you, but you knew what you were doing. 
You knew you had a girlfriend. You knew you were on the show for TV. You knew your parents and family were not going to expect you to come home with this woman. We literally clearly saw that. So I don't know what exactly you thought was going to happen or why you thought it would be okay, you know, to continue on to do this and do this to this woman and do it on national television and expose yourself. That's the worst kind of publicity because who would want to listen to this music? What did you think your girlfriend was just going to disappear? Like, did you tell her, let's pretend we never met? Like, you didn't even... I do not like Jed, and I can't... I don't even want to give that that much energy, but... Yes, I do. You did not even tell this girl when you broke it off with her that you were going on this dating show, but you made it seem like she knew. But then you go on national television and basically are like... We were never dating. Did you go on a trip together? Yeah, but she got she got the trip tickets or whatever. So you went on a trip with some girl you weren't even dating. Okay, sure. I'll buy it, I guess. And then did you tell her you loved her? Yes. And Hannah asked him, so at no point you thought y'all were dating. Like at no point you don't you don't think that that's dating. And she asked really good questions. But like Hannah was on Colton season. She has to know that there are people who just wanted to be bachelorette. I think in some respects she wanted to be Bachelorette. Um, but then I also think that she was hesitant to do it because she didn't, I don't think she has a, as good a judge of character as she wants to or thought that she was going to get like distracted and blindsided by love and feelings and hot guys and emotions and definitely passion and physicality and all that, which is kind of what happened. But regardless, girl, there's no way you thought that Jed was cuter funnier, better, anything over Tyler C. I know you don't. So I don't believe that this was really her pick, but I will buy it for the simple fact that she dumped Jed. We got all the questions answered that I wanted, which I kind of think might've been on purpose because the art, when the timing of the article, um, and we got all the answers we wanted. They were all poor, bad answers. Um, shocker. And then she asked out Tyler for a drink. And I think she just didn't want to rush him and her down the aisle with getting engaged when she still really was so into Tyler that she probably wanted to just know more. You know, I think she might have just wanted to regularly date him, but thought she wanted to be engaged. But I think that was the weird feeling that she was feeling on the day of engagement of like, I don't feel right getting rid of him, but I don't want to marry him just yet. So she kind of like what happened to Rachel. So she peeled back the layers a little bit more and she went with the option that she thought was the safest to get engaged to. But I think her heart really wanted Tyler, but that was an unsafe bet because everything he says is great. Everything he seems to do is great. He was the obvious choice. Her family loved him. It was like a, we clearly were set up and I knew immediately that she wasn't going to pick him because of how well his date and visit went with her family and how well everything else went. He caught up to her swiftly. Like her feelings caught up to him. I mean, caught up to her quickly and without him knowing. So I get it. I think I understand that, but I'm glad they went out to get a drink and just hang out. He is a really, really secure choice and he's a secure man. And I think she needs that because she's such a strong woman. She doesn't need someone questioning her intentions, Jed, about why she chose someone. She doesn't need someone saying that, you know, I don't care what your parents think or why they don't like me, Jed. 
she needs not only someone likable, but someone who's so confident in how he feels about her and how he is as a human that he knows that they will respect him and like him because he treated them the same way. And I dug that. I think Tallahassee is an amazing choice. And now, without further ado, because Jed was picked and they broke up, I was worried that Tyler C would become the next Bachelor, but she's dating him for now at least. I hope she doesn't mess that up for many reasons, many of them selfish. Loopy, we, that was a train wreck. Glad he's gone. That leaves our, and, and Peter Pilot got broken up with after the windmill. Also, there's some things coming out about him possibly having a girlfriend before he went on the show too. That's the final four. Final five gives us Mike. Mike, the portfolio manager. Mike, the possible first black bachelor, will make history. Him, his suits, his turtlenecks, and his smiles. He's also one of the only ones that they full-on interviewed at the first men's tell-all. He's the only one without Luke basically train-wrecking his own like ordeal. He was the only one that they put in the hot seat for that long of a period of time, one-on-one interview, and that Hannah got to confront, and they got to confront. I think they did not want them to fall too deep in love, just like what they did with Rachel Lindsay, too deep in love so that it did not deter him from wanting to be The Bachelor. I'll be surprised if they get anyone from Bachelor in Paradise just because of what that cast is um, to be Bachelor. I also see, sidebar, I might be in on Bachelor Paradise for the first time. There are some possible love triangles with two girls, I hear, or at least they're alleging. Demi falls in love with another female contestant on the show. I can't wait to see who it is. I've never watched Bachelor in Paradise, but I'm probably going to start just because I love Love Island now. So it's not the same, but like, I'm, I'll watch, I'll bite. And I know all this cast. This is the first time I've ever known the entire cast. Um, so I will watch and see what's all they're doing and what's going down. I'll be surprised if they pick a suitor from that for The Bachelor. I really think it's going to be Mike. I really do. And if it's not, ABC might lose me as a viewer because then they're just doing it on purpose. Because I've seen enough caping for Mike. E! News, ABC, lots of other channels and networks and news places and women of all backgrounds and all races and all ages have been like, Y'all need to make this man Mike the Bachelor and bring him and all his tuxedo glory and them smiles to my screen every week. And not to say that that's why I feel the way I feel about Mike being the Bachelor, but it just feels like it's time. And he kind of changed a lot of his tenor and rhetoric and tone as the, day, the episodes went on. I think because they were grooming him to be the Bachelor and I think he's a really great choice. So makes sense to me. I think they should go ahead and do it. I have said that since the beginning. So if they don't do it, I'll be pissed. If they do it, I will feel vindicated. And like, I really, you know, I'm probably not the only person saying it, but I've really been, you know, preaching and pushing for this. So yeah, the same way I've been preaching and pushing for Potomac Housewives to be on the map, which the moms of Bravo and I get a little bit into, but they don't watch yet. They're going to try Dallas for the first time this season. And I'm glad about that. And they said they're probably going to just binge Potomac one day because they, they get it. Everyone said it. It's all over everywhere. I've been saying it since the beginning of this season and the end of last season. Give them a chance. If you have not seen the first and second seasons of Potomac, don't. 
just watch season three and four. If you hated seasons one and two, just watch season four. We are doing numbers. Let me just put it this way. The last two episodes of Potomac were the exact same numbers. Pretty much. No, yeah, about the exact same as New York's last few episodes. Yeah. So there's that. And so I was right about Potomac. Everyone's on that now. I should be right about Mike the Bachelor. ABC make it happen. And that's it. That's Those are my thoughts, feelings, and opinions on everything Bachelorette. And yeah, I'll take a break. And without further ado, the moms of Bravo, the real moms of Bravo on Instagram are getting into all Bravo things with at Mixing with Moni on Instagram. Follow both of us and enjoy. It's really a lot of fun. All right, so I am here with the Real Moms of Bravo, Abby and Vanessa. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on and doing this with me. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. It's so um, exciting to be on your show after having you on ours. Yes, absolutely. This is being on you guys' show is definitely what kind of started me into being like, this is not that scary of a process and it definitely (laughs) is something I should do. And it's been really, really fun. So I appreciate you letting me come on yours and I'm so happy to finally have you guys on. We are so excited. We, I mean, this is so much fun, honestly. We love to talk about Bravo, so it's fun to talk about it with you, especially, Moni, you've been so supportive of us from day one. So we are so excited. Yeah, so you guys got started not too long ago, um, pretty much about eight months. Yeah, I guess I had to go back and think about it. Yeah, we started in November, so just about eight months. Yeah, and now you've hit 10,000 followers. How does that feel? It is really, really weird, if I have to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> Abby, I mean, you, I'll let you chime in here in a second, but when Abby and I started Real Moms, it was true. We've always... We had always seen other posts from other Bravo accounts. And we're like, dang it, we should be doing this. We should be doing this. And we kind of felt like, uh, is there too much of that already? Like, should we not? And then one day we're like, fuck it. Let's just do it. And yes. we haven't regretted it ever since. It's been such a fun way to connect with other people like you. And we've made friends with other mom accounts. And to connect with people who just love Bravo. And to learn and do things we've never done before. I would have never thought before we started that we would have hit 10,000 followers, which again, sounds so like frivolous because that we weren't, we didn't start it necessarily for the followers, but it's, I mean, obviously it's kind of exciting to know that that many people enjoy your content. It's just really crazy too. When I think about it. So for those who don't know a lot about like an Instagram, like media account, it's basically just not a personal account. Um, you have to hit a hundred followers before you start getting like analytics about like your posts and your audience and all this. And I mean, Vanessa and I, I remember texting each other, like being like, Oh, do you think we're going to hit a hundred today? Like, when are we going to hit a hundred? And then I remember hitting a thousand just being like, this is crazy. A thousand people. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, we hit a thousand in February. So, I mean, it takes a, like it takes a while, but, um, it was, it just, it's just crazy to think now that we're at 10,000 and it's been, it's just been such a fun outlet for us. I think we started it just thinking if only ourselves and maybe forcing our husbands to listen is all we get. <laughs> that's great. Um, and so it's just been fun to meet you and other people along the way. Yes. Like I remember the day I followed, um, I had listened to, I literally had searched 
Bravo podcast in like the podcast app because I had listened to like one and I was like, I just need more perspective. I need more people to talk to me about this because no one I know is interested. <laughs> so, and I had found it because I mean, if you search Bravo because it's in you guys' title, like it comes up and I want to say it might've been like your second or third episode. That's no, I remember. I remember you, when you reached out to us, Abby and I were like, oh my gosh, someone's listening. That's not related to us. (laughs) And you were our first review that wasn't a front. Like we texted our friends. We're like, we don't even care if you listen, but can you leave us a review, please? Uh, And so then we saw yours. We got so excited. And then when you messaged us and you're like, that was me. I was like, oh my God. Yes, I felt like so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God. Because I remember like you shouted out, um, like you answered a question or something because you were like if you have any questions or want um, us to talk about something or a show like dm us and I was like can you talk about this and then you were like um yeah you talked about it and I was thrilled I was like this is amazing but that literally (laughs) is that kind of like interaction that I think keeps people like around forever because I do that with my own new Instagram account and it literally I get people be like by the way I love your show and I'm like stop you listen yeah, I didn't pay you. I didn't ask you. Thank you so much. Well, and also so. build your confidence. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a good confidence builder. And I think it's easy. I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think as a mom and as a working mom and with all the different hats I wear in my life, I'm like, oh, fuck, am I going to be able to do this? But it's been really, really fun to get that good um, receptive feedback from people and to just kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I love that. So speaking of that, how do you guys juggle like recording, watching all these Bravo shows, making memes, <laughs> managing your Instagrams and being moms? It seems like a lot. I do like two of those things and I'm tired like right now. <laughs> um, don't ask our husbands because they would say they're on their phones or watching Bravo all the time. Very uh, true. Um, which is a very accurate statement. <laughs> um I think with anything, it's like you prioritize those things that are important for you in life, whether it's working out, which I don't do enough of, but you know, like, I mean, there's people that wake up at like 4am to work out before the kids wake up because that's important to them. Uh, it sounds really silly now that I say that, but like, bravo is important to me, so I, I prioritize it. Um, but we, I do, it's something that I really enjoy. Um, for us, it's kind of like an outlet. Uh, I actually was having dinner with someone tonight that I met through the Instagram world. And I said, this is kind of one of those things where it's not like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so-and-so's mom at an activity or I'm so-and-so's wife attending something like in right. this, I'm just Abby who has a podcast with Vanessa. Um, and it's something to do outside of being a mom, even though it's heavily influenced because we're moms. I agree I with think that. That's so cool. I agree with that. And also I just, um, it's been, I don't even know how to juggle, how we do juggle at all. Cause sometimes Abby and I will message each other. And we're like, Oh my God, we're so tired. But also we're super ambitious people. And the more positive feedback that we get from people and the messages and the comments, it keeps us motivated and wants us to make it bigger and better. I love that. That is really inspiring because I get I find myself feeling so weird waking up and then like the first thing I'll do is like check Instagram and it's probably way too early but at the same time I need to see what's going on post what I need to post and I'm like is this is this a real priority (laughs) and now it feels like it just might be I think Bravo has kind of taken such a weird turn from being like just a network to like this like way of life for so many people 
I mean, you look at the Bravo following of their housewives or anybody on any of the shows. Um, and I mean, these people are having a million followers, a hundred thousand followers. I mean, I remember, um, why am I blanking on her name for New Jersey blonde? We love her. Jackie. 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 Thank you. Um, I remember when she first like kind of started, we saw her, she was at 10 K and by the end of the season, I think she was like, someone's going to fact check me. Um, but like close to a hundred K she grew that fast. But beyond that, then you look at like the engagement of their fans and you don't really get that with some other celebrities. And these are people that are reality stars. I mean, these are real people that happen to be on a show. This isn't like, you know, Chris Pratt, you know, who's yeah. an actor and kind of posting his life because he wants to remain relevant. Um, these people are, we're used to seeing their lives and Instagram is just a natural outlet, but I just think it's been so well received because we like seeing everything about what they're doing. Um, and people are just so engaged. It's unbelievable. That's yeah. That really makes sense. How did you guys feel when your first housewife followed you? Oh, we freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Except then she unfollowed us. Yes, it was Teresa oh. and Judice. It was oh, that, Teresa. That, that sounds a little on brand. It does sound on brand. We were we so don't, annoyed. We don't. We have no that. idea why. We didn't. We've never posted a negative thing. We've been blocked by people. Like we're blocked by Ashley, which I still don't quite understand that. I kind of um, want to be. And I think it might happen tonight. <laughs> but I think After this, was, you will be. Don't worry. I think it was probably because of Jackie. We had the like. We had a lot of. We love. We did love pups. Jackie. Yeah, oh, we really did it. love Jackie. That was only the honestly the only other um, the only thing I could think of. And then in terms of other housewives that have been like really receptive and that follow Kyle Richards was like we died and like fell off the ground and. Yes, she's I remember super, that. She's super interactive and, like, very friendly. Lisa Renna, although she's not followed us, she shared things on stories. Catherine, Dennis follows us. I love us. Catherine. Jackie yeah. follows us. Um, Marge, Marge's husband, actually, of all, That's has great. followed us <laughs> since, like, day one. That's we so messaged cute. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's really I cute. Even that. before Marge. It was kind of funny. We're like, wait, when is <laughs> he's, Joe's great, but. Uh, and then the newest housewife, Brawin, um, has yes, been awesome. She is really responsive. Um, I think that's something that maybe some new housewives don't understand is how important it is to be right. engaged with your Instagram following. I mean, it's part of the reason why we uh, became interested in Dallas. It was never really, I don't want to say it wasn't on our radar, but there's just so many Bravo shows. shows. Oh my God. It's hard to keep up. And the Dallas housewives, engage they are um, quite like, amazing literally the nicest cast i think so I've ever sweet and they'll put. send you messages when you put them in their stories like nice yes. messages not but just like like overwhelmingly yeah. not yeah like i, I honestly woman. feel that stephanie is is like i want her to like <laughs> adopt me like she's pro- quite frankly one of the nicest people that have like ever like commented or anything they're like thank you so much and she's a really really sweet woman and she's just the same way on like um twitter leanne like added me in like the trailer and i was like oh my god me did you mean me and oh, yeah that so exciting that was the most exciting thing ever like me and like a whole bunch of other bravo accounts i was like of course i'm gonna post this what but <laughs> thank you like they're really really good cast and their show is actually quite good like I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. You guys have never seen it, so what drew you in? Really, them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vanessa. Maybe comments to people asking us, like, "What do you think of Dallas?" We've heard just so much, and 
yeah, exactly. Them. Like, I think the fact that they're so interactive and so many people have messaged us and saying, you need to watch Dallas. And I know you've told us we need to watch Potomac, which we do. I feel like we, I need to binge watch it at some point, but um, we just received so many comments and we thought, why not? It seems interesting. I'm familiar with the Dallas area personally. I have friends that live there. So it, it would be fun to watch. Yeah, I actually used to live there. It's a, it's a really, they, I think they have a, a, a really good representation, especially if you know the neighborhoods. And their show is great. I think season three was kind of like their breakout season a little bit, which is pretty synonymous with most housewives. Like their first and second seasons, they're a little slower, especially for newer ones. And it takes people a little bit longer to kind of get used to it, which definitely, of course, happened with Potomac. And I'm really hopeful you guys will get on board. I know you've seen it everywhere. Like this season is going nuts. No, it's everywhere. Like I have FOMO from not watching it. Their but... numbers are the same with New York right now. Well, and now I'm dying to watch after Ramona snubbed Giselle. Oh, women supporting yeah. women, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ramona is so on brand for her too. <laughs> so on brand. I mean, what the fuck, Ramona? <laughs> it's so awful. I just can't believe she had the audacity to then, after telling someone, please get out of the photo, and then put women, women supporting women. Right. She is just truly one of a kind. But you know, she's working on herself, so give her time. She's always, she's always <laughs> working on herself. Like eleven more years. Just give her like eleven more years. She'll get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you guys would ever break like kind of your own fourth wall and like interview? housewives or something if they ever wanted to get on your show because I've heard other podcasts say like they don't want any like housewives on their show to kind of keep it you know neutral but then at the same time you you have your favorites so uh fuck yes I yeah. would love <laughs> to have any housewife or any Bravo celebrity for that matter on our show I think it would be so much fun I think those are definitely I mean, Abby and I've never like said it out loud but I think it's been in the back of our minds that we would aspire to that Abby, oh, what do you think? Sure. I mean, also, I'm going to put it out there. Like, Megan King Edmonds, you're in St. Louis. We should record. Um, no, I still want like, pictures of her house. I'm just I know. I know where it is. Don't worry. <laughs> I can drive by for you. I'm just Thank kidding, you. Megan. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it'd be amazing to have a housewife on there. I would also love to talk to people who were former housewives to see what they think. Yes. I also, I mean, because I know that there's certain things they can and can't say when in contract, but it seems like, I mean, you can tell people when they're done, then they start, they really kind of like let the filters uh, go. About to and, say, not let Kelly Ben Simone tell it. She can say whatever she wants. Yeah. yeah. She's, um, I also love to talk to a Miami housewife. Um, oh, very good point. Because I would love to see their thoughts on why they think they got canceled. Sometimes I think. I don't want to say Bravo sets up certain shows for failure, but I think they, um, they help control what shows are going to be popular. And oh received. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I do think that they did not, they have not promoted Dallas and Potomac very well. Um, but their numbers have kind of been sustainable regardless. Like I said, Potomac has done, they've done New York numbers. They've literally been synonymous with New York numbers, but not nearly as much promotion as New York until now, just because the season is going legitimately crazy like I think and I am in the same county that the indictment was filed um for Ashley's husband yeah I'm in the exact same county so uh and I am a law intern so I had some access to those files yes I'm gonna be doing a Potomac deep dive probably pretty soon because more people are like okay I'm in now 
and yeah. you need to talk about this. Like I've been preaching and now people are like, okay, you preached enough. Now talk about it. <laughs> I love Potomac just from like an outsider view um, because I think Atlanta's great and I, and I love Atlanta, but I think we need to have more diversity in some of our housewives. Um, and I like that these are women that, you know, they're women of color, but they, I don't want to say classy because it makes it sound like Atlanta isn't, but these women are very sophisticated and yeah. I think they present themselves in a really great way. Um, and Atlanta is a little bit more it irrational. Can, yes, impulsive. it can and definitely I, be a little bit more um, <laughs> eccentric. Yes. And so that's I just a think good way to put it. Yeah. I just think it's, I think part of why Potomac has done so well is because it's, women of color, but completely different from sort of the Atlanta vibe. Um, and I'm so glad they did Potomac instead of trying to bring DC back. Yes. And I think that literally the reason that they did that is because DC kind of gave it a very, um, I will say just being from the area and then we can uh, of course move on is that it's not, that's not how it works. You don't just live in DC and you kind of like, don't just live in Maryland. Like you don't, that's not how it works here. You literally live and work and play in all three areas equally like they're all pretty equidistant so as long as you can get on the metro like I work in DC and I live in Maryland and it takes me 20 minutes to get to DC on the metro I literally go back and forth three times a day like that's wow it's what you do it's literally it's kind of like a New York and New Jersey type of thing but closer that's like, like me Kansas and Missouri which <laughs> Because people, people are just <laughs> jumping around. I know, Missouri. but truly, I work in Missouri and I live in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really. Funny. I mean, I it's not the same. I but hope people understand it a little better now. You know how people say like Kansas City is like the New York. Of well, the not. Yeah, I'm just. But I, I know, I know, I know. I came across that way, but that's I hilarious. mean, I'm just saying, I commute between two states. I'm every day too. But not I the love same that. at all. <laughs> no, I, but, no, I just loved it. That was great. That's a great comparison. <laughs> People are really going to understand the DMV so I much know, better now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. We're going to get messages now about that, and people are going to do maps. <laughs> I will say, doesn't... in St. Louis, I I could drive to Illinois. I don't. The side of <laughs> Illinois that I would drive to for people from St. Louis is where all the strip clubs are. So That's I do not amazing. frequent the east side, nor do I ever really – I've never been to the east side. But I could I could jump over to Illinois. Fast well, Eddie's. So. Oh, I do go to Fast Eddie's. Not to go, go on a tangent, but there we go. Okay, <laughs> there we go. I also think it's just kind of because, like, I mean, there's cities and suburbs in all three parts of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So, like, I live in the city, but I don't live in D.C., but I live a, a half a mile from D.C. So, That's it's like, crazy. yeah, it's crazy. So, like, Virginia has, like, maybe four or five major cities, like, maybe rocks going distance from dc so you kind of like live all over and we like run all over so bringing dc was houses of dc was a little too serious in my opinion and potomac is a little bit more fun and the county that they're in is extremely diverse it, it, but the city of potomac itself is like top 10 richest cities in america and i don't think people really understand that about maryland it is legitimately way too fucking expensive to live here like I have to leave from after college because I or live with my mom because I can't do it like, yeah no, I believe that <laughs> like one of the episodes recently Giselle was buying a fixer-upper and I got a lot of DMs because people know like I'm like a resident Potomac watcher um and they were like 
the house was just like to shit and it was the asking price was 1.3 and she talked it down to like nine eight nine or something like that for a fixer upper for a fixer upper i mean she has to gut it she literally has to gut it and they were like that has to be fake i was like unfortunately is not it is not even just to, close to fake just to put it in perspective i think there's a castle for sale in kansas city b it's like what three million me i'm, I'm not i don't know this i'm uh, gonna have to look it up You're gonna have to send me my husband it. sent me an email saying fine we can move to kansas city because there is a legitimate castle for sale i believe uh, that. i crazy. mean i would say and the houses like, in my area yeah are, it's on the Missouri side, if that makes that helps it make sense to people from Missouri, Kansas. I would say where I live, the houses range from one hundred fifty thousand as high as like eight hundred thousand. So and, I yeah. can get maybe a three bedroom around me for the top end of that, and it might still be a little bit over. Wow! Like I will say, um, not too far from where Monique lives a house went for sale that cost more than the mall. What? Yeah. No. It was like about nineteen five is what it's listed at. Damn. So when people were like, well, they don't really live in Potomac. I'm like, trust me, they have some kind of money. If they're living here, they're doing all right. So- I mean, that's like, I bet a 10th of what Megan King Edmonds is paying to build her massive Which house. is probably also why she decided to get the hell out of OC. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I also yeah. understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but I hear she's coming, like, she's going to be doing some appearances on this upcoming season, which I'm kind of excited for. What about you guys? I, I mean, I love Megan King Edmonds. I think she has handled, up until the latest comment about the uh, mistress, I think she's handled the affair very well. She's put all of her feelings out there, she's controlling the narrative. Um, I, I mean, I applaud her for that. Whether you like her or don't, you do have to kind of respect the fact that even post reality show, she's still sharing her reality with us. Yeah. That's well said. I, I, I will be honest. Um, I took a break from OC. It kind of got a little bit annoying with the Vinky Gumbelson show and Tamara was a little much for me, but I've always liked Megan. I, I don't have any ill will. And like, I think Abby, what you said is perfect. She's showing her reality. Like she's truly controlling the narrative and I think a lot of other housewives or even reality TV stars could take um, a move out of her playbook. Because I think at the end of the day, if you're being honest and real, that's what we want to see. And it comes across more authentic. But I'm excited to see her on. Why not? I am too. And I also realize I like her on there because I can't really remember who else that would be able to bring back. Like I legitimately, OC is such a blur to me sometimes. I think the days when Gretchen Rossi left, they all just kind of like started blurring together and I have no idea which season is which. I just started watching out of responsibility after a while. Yeah. Now I would want, um, Jeannie, Jean, is it Jeannie or Jean? Jeannie from the first season. I would like her. Oh, well, yeah, that's a throwback. That is a throwback. (laughs) Just because I think it would be, I mean, there's been so much time that's passed. I think it would just be interesting to see where she's at now and how she fits in with this new Mm -hmm. group. I'd want Alexis. I know Ooh, most of really? I just think that her and her new man, I'd like to see what the difference in dynamic was because so much of the reason why people did not like her was her Jim. and her relationship with Jim and their like profession to be like Christians would be so mean and snarky. And it was like, that's as if like that was the Christian way or something. And like their, everything about them was just so um a little bit high and mighty, but I would like to see like, cause she seems so much more different now. So I would like to see her back. 
Um, I would like for Joe to come back. Oh, another throwback. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to see her take, I mean, she's already kind of said what she thinks about, um, Slade and Gretchen, but I just I said, let's get back just... all Slade's exes. Just bring yeah. them all back. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, I mean, I think the first couple of years of the OC though, I mean, they were the first show. I mean, those women were awesome. Mm-hmm. Do we think it needs Vicky or are we good without Vicky? Abby, you answer because you're closer. Yeah. To so it. I love OC. I, it's not that I love OC. I feel like it's like, I, I'll always kind of like defend it because it was the first one and it's really what brought mm-hmm. me into Bravo. Um, I'm almost like, I think it's sending a kind of, I don't want to say a scary message, but I think it's sending a message to other housewives that think they're safe because they're OGs. Um, that you still have to kind of bring it. I don't know if I love it without her. I think it's great. I think it's good they demoted her because of what she said about Kelly Dodd. Um, I think implying someone is using illegal drugs um, yeah. and is a bad mother and could, I mean, those statements as we're seeing with Bethany get brought up in court. So you, right. And Vicki knows that that's the thing. It's not like this is her first time on a, a reunion and she, kind of got mad and said something she shouldn't know she knows better so I do think it's sending the right message I just don't know if I like that Bravo's now in a place where they will fire OGs I just I feel like there's something about keeping OGs on until they want to leave on their own yeah I think so if you kind of help spearhead the the show I think you should get a little bit more you know preferential casting maybe you don't have a say in who else gets casted but it's like a you can walk if you want to walk kind of like what they did with nini like yes yeah, let her go they, she came back. yes yeah yeah so if you want to leave you can leave but we're bringing kenya back for instance because i find it very interesting that vicky got demoted for what she said to kelly which i don't disagree with especially since kelly can't sue her um but then nini assaulted a producer and got brought back full time and mm-hmm. i'm just I'm like I'm very confused, especially yeah. since like Ashley and Potomac, her husband, I hear like is not, he wasn't allowed to film anymore after this past episode. Like that was it. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because he got indicted for assaulting um, or like, yeah, like sexually assaulting one of the cameramen, like one of Bravo's cameramen. So that <laughs> it, it, yeah. a lot of a, uh, Double standards happening. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I I think that's a really good point. I sometimes wonder if Andy or Bravo would ever address that. I don't know how you would address that, but I mean, we're talking about it, so we can't be the first people to talk about this. You know how sometimes Andy does those like after shows or like behind the scenes. I feel like it would be nice for them just for us to understand like what what's the deal here? What are what are the rules that these women are told to follow? I like that he's getting a little bit better at letting us in on like some of like some of the things, a lot of the episodes of some other shows have like kind of broken that fourth wall and we'll see like at least what producers are saying. Um, I know I always come back to this, but especially this season, Potomac's producers, they've shown a lot of what they've been saying, like what the prompts they've been giving. Cause I'm always curious about how we even get to where <laughs> the confessionals go. But I like that Andy's kind of like, being the voice of the people a little bit, like trying to see what they want, what we want to hear or see or what we want answers to. Especially we saw a lot of that with Beverly Hills, this reunion of he's like, everything we've been like yelling through the TV, he kind of at least tried to address. 
so we can decide whether or not the answers are sufficient. I agree with that. I think he's done a a really good job. I kind of wish he would push a little more sometimes, but I think he's done, especially with Beverly Hills and all the shit that we were seeing behind the scenes. I thought it was awesome how he brought it to the forefront with the ladies and pushed them to address it and even called out on how ridiculous it is because they are on reality TV. So I, I like, I always like it when Andy gets a little sassy and aggressive, especially now that he's like, now he's like a sassy daddy. So I like it. <laughs> well, speaking of, I mean, what do you think about his sass or something? I'm going to stay out. I'm not going to say what side I'm on, um, but his <laughs> sass with Titus. I think that Titus might be overreacting a little, but I also understand where his his frustration kind of came from. Having watched it and being a fan of both of them, I think that a little bit of it... What I watched Wendy Williams today, and Titus was on there, and I watched specifically because he was going to be on there. And Wendy, Did he talk about it? Yes. Wendy asked him explicitly about it, like almost out the gate. And she asked him because Andy went on Wendy's 50th birthday show and Wendy made it clear today they haven't talked they didn't talk for six years. Like she wow. used to go on his show watch it happens live regularly and he like stopped reaching out to her and they've reconciled since and she had no idea why. But Titus guy her ex I thought it was her ex. Oh yeah, I've heard that yeah, he he's made a lot of um burned a lot of bridges with her and other yeah. people. So very happy that she's away from that. But Titus basically he was like the reason that you didn't talk for six years was because Andy is a shady caddy. Like he's a shady caddy person. He's a shady shark. He's like the shark on his show. But he, yeah. well, he kind of implied that he might not be gay though. Did anybody catch that? Um, I didn't catch that, but I'm he pretty said certain something... he's pretty gay. No, I know. But he said something. I remember listening. I'm like, is he trying to imply that Andy's not gay? I'll have to go back and listen to what it was specifically. Um, and there was a lot of shade being kind of thrown out by both of them. Um, I thought it was interesting. Andy hadn't like studied up on him to know he did a musical. Right. And I think that was kind of his like attitude that he told Wendy was basically what he wasn't here for was he was just trying to get the dirt on Eddie Murphy. And he was like, I'm not about to kind of go on like this besmirch campaign. Um, that was kind of like, he felt offended that he would ask him that. And he was like, well, I don't know what you know about him not liking the gays, but he likes me and I'm a, the gays. So I don't know what else you want me to say about that. And then treating him like the favorable character from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that we all have seen and loved. And he was like, I'm, and that was, that was an act. That's not really how I am. So don't kind of treat me like that, but also do your homework on what else I'm doing outside of that show since that show is temporarily over or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they filmed he... a movie. They just yeah. did a movie. There's going to be a movie coming out. I didn't think Andy treated him like implied that he thought like he was Titus from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, he I... announced he uh, like he included that in his bio because that's what he's known for. Just like with Laverne right. Cox, he said "Oranges is the New Black." I mean, she's done other things. Also, he, he doesn't write those. So right. I don't think that's really his fault yeah. either. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like. Clearly, there's something that's gone on well before. I think episode. something happened maybe before. Like, you know how they, like, film those, like, little commercials in the middle of, like, the shows that are on before Watch What Happens? I think, like, 
something went on that we don't get to know about because Titus has kind of doubled down on and he keeps, he seems very upset. So I just feel like there's something going on, but I'm low-key really interested in this. Well, Titus also, (laughs) before the commercial breaks, that got up and went over to the bar for one of the breaks. And I mean, I don't, that doesn't typically happen. Well, no, it no. does not. <laughs> he actually knows the woman that was behind the bar, though. Like, they worked I, together. No, I knew theater. that. But, I mean, he did not was even the... wait for them to say, like, okay. Oh, Because like, yeah. I've had friends who have been to watch What Happens Live. And, like, they'll say, like, okay, we're, we're now on commercial. And, like, they'll start counting it down and letting them know when they're going to come back on. Um, so, I mean, I think Titus probably knew better than to wait. I think it was almost kind of like, I don't really care about your shows. Yeah, he anymore. told him, girl, keep going, do your show. I died. I'm sorry. I know it's... <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, was interesting. It seriously, we... but I found it hilarious. No, it was really interesting. We had received so many messages about it. Uh, I didn't realize people were as invested as we are. So I agree with you. I think Titus did overreact. I could kind of see, because I was, I was, I'm a fan of his as well, from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, funny enough. But I do think he could have, like, chilled out a little bit. Um, and I, I would like to know the history and why there's the beef. But I don't know that we'll ever know. Yeah, I feel like we won't. But I found it funny. And I think this week has been a really good week for Bravo comedy, especially after <laughs> the third part of this reunion. Because not only was the season of Beverly Hills a joke, this third part to me was a joke. So I looked for any moment to laugh to keep me awake. And there was quite a few And um, that is definitely what I want to get into now. Let's start with the fact of, did we really need three parts? No. Yeah. I think we need to go back to the time where there's only additional parts as needed. There was like a period of time where it wasn't, every reunion was was not two parts in that. And then it became every reunion was three parts. So at first it was one part. And then I think it was New Jersey was the first one that did two. I could be wrong, though. It could, um, I think it might have been Jersey because, we you know, you need two parts if you're going to, like, flip a table or, like, yeah. punch someone. But, like, other than that, puppies <laughs> just, don't need three parts. Yeah, it just, I was like, we don't have to have three parts every time. And now I think it's because it's expected. It's like they just draw it out. Like, the whole Camille stuff, there was no reason for that to spill. She's not even a full-time than... housewife. No, and it just, like, <laughs> that could have all been one episode she didn't need to be in as many as she was she was on so many <laughs> but she brought it so much she, she did, did. I mean, <laughs> she she kept it i will say she kept it interesting had they not had her it would have been there would have been absolutely no reason to do three but i still think we could have done less than three i think that starting the episode or part three with camille getting undressed it just i I've never laughed so hard as Camille practically being naked on the screen just to get out of there, but also not leave. She put on a performance of a lifetime. Like I feel like I was watching like (laughs) days of our lives, like with Andy backstage and she looked like a soap actress with how she was crying and how they're ganging up on her. But you know, Denise is still a bitch and she was just like all <laughs> over the fucking place. I, it was very, Clearly learned some things from very Kelsey. interesting. Like I, I mean, more than ever, you really see with Camille, just say what you feel and just own your shit, man. Like she like flip flops, like no other. It's well, very funny. Yeah. I love when he called her out. It was like, they, she's like, you said that you only invited us because of production but then you said you were so hurt that we said bad things about your wedding because you wanted all of us to be there and have fun. She's like, 
So which one is it? Yeah. You know, did you, did you only invite us because production made you or are you upset right. because you which wanted us there? You can't have it both ways. I loved how Denise Yes. When Camille was like, just to jump ahead a little, when Camille was crying and Lisa Rina was like, you look like you need a hug. I cried at that. And then Denise was like, I mean, do you need a minute? And like, <laughs> yeah. she was like, I don't give a shit. I don't really care. Like everyone else is like basically trying to coddle Camille. And Erica was like, yeah, sweetie, you've been through a lot. Like just to kind of keep her calm. And Denise was literally looking at her like, do you need a moment? Like, I, it reminded me of how my mom used to talk to me when I would cry <laughs> to avoid getting in trouble. Like, I'm I still just crying. like annoyed, but and I get like this is not me minimizing her grief at all, but like it is so much like hashtag rich people problems to oh be God, upset yes. and grieving the loss of your assistant. And I understand he was her assistant for a long time, and it's okay to miss him and stuff. But like, it just it. It just sounds so snobby. And that's like, it does, me- especially because she keeps calling him her assistant. Right. So I think it kind of minimizes the pain that most of us would want to empathize with. If she was like, he was more than my assistant, he was my best friend of 11 years or whatever, then I'd be like, oh. I almost feel like, too, it's like for her, it's like she's upset because now she's having to deal with like life the way normal people do and doesn't currently have an assistant to do all of her shit. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And no longer has a house <laughs> that kind of, like, was her well, bounce back house after a divorce. I was going to say, I mean, she has, like, a property. She has properties all over. Right. But you know what I mean? Main, like, she a had, main like, a main mansion yeah. that was, like, I'm yeah. still okay after Kelsey. Now she's, like, I have to start over again again. <laughs> and you know what? And I'm like, running out of money. With Camille is, like, she's so fucking rich that I thought her wedding being $150,000. Yes. Like, cheap, cheap to me. And that's not cheap. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it's bad. not. I, I guess because that is basically my college degree. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, no, it's a I lot. I thought I it was a lot. Attended a wedding that was more than that. Wow. Really? Yeah. I, I would have loved did. to go and eat dinner at that wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. It was in Chicago. I could be off. Like I have no idea sometimes when it comes to it. But just having have had a wedding myself, um, and knowing just everything that they did, I I would suspect that it was in the six figures. So just kind of crazy. That is crazy. Cause quite frankly, I'm really excited to see where my Instagram career goes just so I can have a Jackson <laughs> Brittany type wedding. Yeah. And do get it. everything sponsored. Yes. Um, like, you know, invite you know, us. Out, please. Yes. Yeah. Reach out to Smirnoff and be like, Hey guys, um, can I get some cocktails and Taco Bell even? I don't care. I just think Jackson Brittany <laughs> did it right. Like, <laughs> they totally did. I'm sorry. I like for anyone that, you know, criticizing them. First of all, they had a hustle to get all that. Cause those brands, like they might reach out to you a little bit, but you've got to really like negotiate and pitch to them what you or want. Or their PR. They've got yeah. real good PR people to do that. Yeah. They did um, some good things. And there was a lot of like, I heard brands and stuff that like, they didn't even like, um, promote like they were just they they donated things but they didn't even promote them they just had a lot of stuff like a lot of the gift bags and stuff um that went home there were some different things that I've heard from other like um influencers and podcasters who were like they didn't promote them but they donated like all their stuff is like in their giving to their wedding party and I was like this is how you plan a wedding you pay for nothing yeah that's the way to do it yeah. I feel like yeah we Maybe. missed the boat on that one. We did. I mean, <laughs> I think the next wedding will be a skinny girl margarita wedding, Bethany. 
Oh, Ooh, I would you love do. to see Bethany. I don't think she'll wedding. actually get married, but <laughs> I, I can see. Do I don't think she'd actually get married, but I think she'd appreciate the hustle from Brittany and Jax. Like I could hear Bethany be like, "Yeah." Well, yeah. I also just realized that the entire cast of Beverly Hills might be the only franchise that they're all married. Ah, like friends included. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. As of now. <laughs> I have a strong theory that Dorit's going to get divorced eventually. I think I that talked about this. She's yeah. going to get rid of PK just because I think that he is in way deeper shit than she knows. I agree. And um, I honestly think that's what Camille meant when she said, I'm trying to protect you by raising the question. Because Dorit also said that all his problems or things or like money problems are way before her but they're affecting you now girl so you might want to look into them <laughs> i love the way you said that i love that <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> you might want to look into it girl yeah you just might like if it was before you he didn't handle it before you so i'd want to know why i don't have an influx of money coming in but you know dangling <laughs> chanel earrings or whatever She's, he's got to play for all of her clips on her head. Oh, my God. Those clips. <laughs> oh, God. So what did, aside from Camille, because I feel like the entire reunion was basically Camille, and without it, we have almost nothing. Um, well, the lie detector test moment. What did you guys oh, think yeah. about that? Right. That was one of my questions is, I still think that the way Kyle said she found out was a crock of shit. I don't. Oh, it totally was. People okay. just hang out at lie detectors <laughs> and the way she said that um that she got the text like your friend with the dog so you'll know the dog but you don't know her name like i'm no there's no way i f- i feel like anybody i mean in talking to just the real housewife of the west side all those people know who each other are oh my gosh yes and if you know who kyle richards is you would know the texter that someone on her show yeah like they didn't even say like one of the ladies from your show they said the woman with the dog i'm like Come on. You know who Lisa Vanderpump is. I, I, I doubt, very serious, you don't know who Lisa Vanderpump is. I could believe that she took a, a lie detector test the first time to practice or whatever, oh, which sounds absolutely. stupid. But, I mean, even the lie detector on TV, I mean, lie detector tests on TV, that was like a crock of shit. I mean, everyone, we all saw it. She she got quizzed before. She knew the questions. You she can't know the questions. <laughs> like everything. So I don't even know that she was trying that hard. I don't know. It well, was... it, the fact that you cannot, like lie detectors are not admissible in court because they have been proven to be inconsistent and not a reliable source of truth. So, I mean, even if she did pass the lie detector test, so what? Murderers yeah. have passed a lie detector test. Yeah, like, that was like literally Netflix's bread and butter like a year or two ago. Yeah. So... I just, I cringed entirely when they even brought up the dog. And I was like, oh my God, we're back. And I'm sad. And like something that they said made it, made me, oh, when they asked Camille and Rena about the whole Kavanaugh situation, I was reminded that this was truly the longest season of anything I've ever watched. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was this year. That seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, no, that happened. And then there was a lot of crying from Camille. A lot of, yeah. a lot of crying. Her lashes started falling off. I did kind of laugh. Well, not laugh because I don't know what I would do in that situation, but it did make me laugh that in true Erica Jane fashion, she just like, didn't really do much to console her when she was crying. <laughs> I did love that. Like, I mean, I think the human in me would naturally like want to like, at least give her some Kleenex or like hug her, but she, like Lisa I mean, Renna. Yeah. I mean, she was at least on brand, Erica Jane. So she just let her cry. <laughs> I also found it interesting, Kyle, like the throwback package that they did 
of like Kyle and Lisa's friendship, but also like Kyle, basically all the things she said about Lisa since like the beginning, I was curious to be like, it seems like they kind of had a really, like what Erica said, it was definitely a leveraged friendship where Lisa was manipulative, but it also seemed like Kyle really didn't like her. Like the way she was, she would talk about her. It definitely seemed like there was a lot of tension. So I feel like they were bound to break it. Anything It just seems like maybe Kyle is the more likable and relatable one. So she comes out favorable. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those two just always had a good time. I feel like how Teddy and Kyle are, they have like drunk shenanigans and all that stuff. I kind of feel like that was Lisa and Kyle's relationship. And then there was shady stuff on the side, but then the shady stuff got bigger and bigger and bigger as, as the years passed on. Um, But yeah, no, that's a really good point. I, I, it, I mean, I guess she finally did it. I, she was clearly loyal um, until we were told goodbye, Kyle. Or however, <laughs> that, that was great. That was fantastic. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 you raise a good point though, because Teddy looked. The camera kept panning to Teddy whenever Kyle started crying about Lisa and their relationship and mourning that, and Teddy looks kind of over it. Like she looks literally like she's she's over her can we move on please like which I kind of I never disagree with Camille that Teddy is a little bit up Kyle's ass I just she I agree with you 100% that was a one of one of the crazy things that Camille said that I agreed with because I think Kyle's is Teddy's new way to stay on the show because Teddy was originally Lisa's up her ass to stay on the show she was the teddy bear and now she Lisa's gone and now it's Kyle yep I and know. I think Kyle likes, um, like they said, this is Kyle's fir- like first chance to be the big sister. Because, you know, yeah. she's the youngest. And so I think she kind of likes that dynamic, too. What do we think about the fact that they're all perceivably getting along now? I know that's not going to last because I don't think they all even hang out together in real life. Um, so who would be the next victim? Like, who would they all gang up on? Because they do kind of operate in a mob mentality. Like we saw with Provence, like when they went to what is it, Provence, Provence, Provence. So Provence. Me. Um, when they went to Provence, Erica was like, <laughs> "Oh, so y'all are coming after me now?" Okay, keep going. I, I would like to see more of a split. So I could see it being Erica, Jane, Renna, maybe Kyle, Teddy, and then I don't really know where Denise and Dorit are gonna go. That's a good point because Dorit does seem a little annoyed. I feel like there's so much more to Dorit that I just want to peel back those layers. <laughs> Take well, out those Pro- clips. Yeah. Well, even in Provence, as they were kind of not bashing Erica, but as they were kind of talking about how boring a sober Erica is and a sober Lisa, Dorit just sat there. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to cough. Um, she did not engage. And she even said, like, I didn't want to bring it up, but, you know, I, I disagreed. I'm in a good place with Erica. So I don't, I don't know where Dorit would go. I think, like, I think, like you said, there's a lot more to Dorit. I think because Dorit doesn't know who Dorit is and um, she doesn't really fit in anywhere because well, she's... Well, maybe once she drops her fake accent. Yeah, maybe. an idea of <laughs> where she belongs. And, or, you know, starts playing beer pong or something more. She was like, really good more at beer pong. beer pong. I actually yeah. like want regular Dorit. Dorit. Yes, I yeah. love Competitive, it. competitive Dorit. Like that entire camping, like those camping episodes kind of made me think like, I would love to see these women not on lavish trips, but like in a real like 
go with the flow type of setting where I have to watch them and try to be convinced that they actually do grocery shop on their own, which I do not believe. <laughs> no one spends seven hundred dollars in a grocery store who grocery shops regularly. Oh no. I feel like that was just for the cameras and Bravo's like, have at it, ladies. We're yeah, well, sure, like, buying I'm, as much shit yeah, as possible. I also think that like they probably fed the the crew too. They probably like buy food for the like camera crew that's gonna be right. there. I'm glad that they donated it like to everyone in the other campsites. I would be thrilled if someone just like gave me a bunch of camp pie. Food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's yeah. A, here's a pumpkin pie for breakfast. <laughs> but I liked the idea of them being like in a much chiller setting and bringing like bags and being together. And it kind of made me think I didn't maybe I didn't like the dynamic, but I liked the idea of it. So it kind of made me think I've heard different talks about like what will we do if we had like a housewife, big brother type house or like an all stars, big um, Bravo housewife show or something. And pride especially made me realize we should definitely extend it beyond just the housewives because Reza being there with all the other housewives. And so I just think that it would be really fun to have like a Bravo big brother. So I wanted to ask you ladies, like what, who would we put in the house? Six Ooh. to eight Bravo celebrities, housewives or beyond, past or present, who would we want in there? And so we're Ooh. picking people that we think are like the best drama, not necessarily our favorites, right? So all the things that we love about Big Brother. So like, yeah. give us drama, especially if we're going to watch it like live feed or something like on a, on a random Tuesday at four. I want to see some good stuff. <laughs> so drama, good chemistry, like who would we put together? Who would be a good cast for this? Oh, I don't even want Abby. I know you're. Yeah, so I love Big Brother. Um, so I'm kind of thinking like they always have like, like stereotypical people. It's hard because it's male and female on Big Brother, and I know that we could pick some people from Southern Charm and stuff, but um, they're kind of duds. I would do so. I would do Mercedes from Shaws of Sunset. Absolutely. I would do. Kristen Dowdy from Vanderpump. Oh, yes. A cause lasting one whole season. She would do it. Yeah. Uh, who else? Let's see. I would actually probably pick... Um, I would put Teresa and Tamara together because they would be the bromance because they'd be working out all the time. That's usually... Oh, yes. <laughs> There's always, like, two kind of, like, meathead guys that, like, bond over, like, bench presses. Um, and then I think you have to put... Ramona in there yeah, yeah I had Ramona in my head I thought yeah. Ramona would be good um and so let's see that's five so I'm trying to think who would be like one to three other people I'd put in there um I want to bring back someone from Miami I'm trying to think who would be the best one. Larsa Pippen because it always shocks me that she was she's on Housewives of Miami and now she's like a, a Kardashian whole different, and a whole different looking person too yeah I don't know but she's not She's not. That I feel like she fits it. She tries too hard. Like she'll just go with the flow to fit in. I need to, but you know what? Maybe you do need someone like that. So I, I could agree with Larsa being on there. And then, um, oh God, I feel like we need somebody who's kind of like out there and talks about weird stuff about like aliens and like, like outer space. God, who would that be? Um, choose someone from below deck. Uh, hello. Oh God. Yeah. It's very um, good point someone regular got all the i mean all of them are kind of weirdos what about um aisha <laughs> yeah 
It's a very good point. She'd be fun to watch. Um. God, what other show? I mean, I guess I need to pick someone from one of the Southern Charms, whether it's Savannah, New Orleans, or Charleston. So I've been listening to you talk. I would have Trashly. Ooh, yeah. James, she would be incredible to watch. I think I would have James Kennedy. Oh my God, this is a good one. Um, I would do James Kennedy. I would do Lady Morgan. This is kind of scary. But they don't drink. <laughs> they don't drink on Big Brother. Well, uh, but she'd still be good. Well, she'd still be, she'd be naked. <laughs> she would be naked. I think, or yeah. making out with Trashley or something weird. Would or James. There. <laughs> I don't think or, Ashley yeah. needs alcohol either. <laughs> no, um, I would do. I I would do Vicky. Wow, I'm picking very random people. My life is kind of powerful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Golnessa. Oh my Ooh. god! How many? Who else? How many more people do I have? Like I'm lost track. Two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's think. Let's think about this. I would do Kate Chastain from Below Deck. Yeah. And then I I need like someone who's a little more out there, right? Yeah, they usually have someone who's kind of like yeah. Oh, I would bring back the woman who's the witch on Beverly Hills. Carlton, Carlton. Grabia. Oh, my good, God. Good pick. Yeah, I love her really so good. much. Oh, I love that. I, I totally think the witch that, got brother. way too short of a season. She should have been on for at least two more. Yes, I agree with that. So mm. let's bring Carlton in Big Brother house. I love that. Okay, so I think All right. mine would be Frederick. Oh, from New York. Oh, I kind of forgot about Million Dollar Listing. Good oh, job. me too. Yeah. Um, I would definitely do um, New from New Orleans. I would bring in um, from Southern Charm. I would bring in probably Tamika, just because. Well, she's kind of like the Nini of her group, so she and she's basically like the head. I think she would automatically want control over everything in the house, and I like to see someone who like kind of takes charge. Um, and like we'll manipulate her way through, so that would be fun. Um, I would do um, definitely Kelly Dot. I just think she's a fun time and kind of gets along with anyone, uh, but can definitely hold her own. Um, I too wanted Sonia or Bethany, yes. just because yeah. Bethany is extremely judgy and I love it. Um, and she has great one-liners, so I would like love to see confessionals or something from her. Or her just like talk to people and like talk down to them. <clears throat> I would, what is that, three? Um, I would want to see also Carlton. She was one of my picks because who doesn't want a witch? Um, <laughs> and then I would want to see Erica Jane. I feel like she, I don't know which one I would get if she would be like sleepy <laughs> Erica or like lit Erica. You could get um, all of it. I mean, over the course of 90 days. Yeah, you would probably get a whole bunch of things. And I think she has a lot of different personalities, but it's also still weirdly true to herself, like almost all the time. So definitely her. Um, I would want um, Gigi as well, or Asa. I would go back and forth between oh. the two. Um, Asa would be good. Yeah. And I would do Portia Williams. 
But mm-hmm. I would want pregnant Portia because I think she is way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she had a lot. She says a lot of funny things because she's so intuitive because she's not drunk or anything. So she all this re, this past Atlanta reunion, she basically helped Andy write the whole reunion. Like she had she knew everything. So I would definitely want Portia because she would be super like in tune to everything. And then to kind of close it out is my final cape and preaching for this incredible show I would do Giselle Bryant because most people especially if you listen to expert Michael Rappaport who apparently knows uh-huh. everything according to Dorinda Giselle can I concur Giselle can take on anyone she can take on any housewife any housewife apparently not Ramona though not Ramona <laughs> because I don't think Ramona's really a fighter I think Ramona's a, a whiner um <laughs> But she can do and she can take on a Nini, a Vicky, anyone, and I think she will come out on top. I think Giselle just really didn't care or really know what was going on. But Giselle is, she is good TV. She's gonna go far. <laughs> so I would do Giselle, and I would see. It might be like a little bit of a sleepy season, but I think that once they get warmed up, they would all get into it really good. Ooh, this was good. So maybe if BravoCon ever comes to fruition, we can like pitch it. <laughs> So bravo. <laughs> We're trying to hold out faith. I'm I'm getting a little uh, less optimistic, but he I'm, did say something faith. three watch it happens lives ago. <laughs> he said like I'm getting a lot of so he said like you know you guys really want answers. I promise you something's coming. And he was about to say when, but he was like I can't even say that. So just hold on, it's coming. And I was like all right, because I subscribe to this stupid Bravo Insider thing, so <laughs> and y'all are clogging up my junk. And the emails are shit. Yeah, like, there's, there's nothing, nothing in there. And well, they're also like forty hours behind. They'll be like, "Did you see Ramona push out Giselle?" And they're like, "That's what Girl, you get today." Yes, like, we like, all that saw. Happened it. over the weekend. It's like, yeah, we saw it. Yeah, there's a million of us Bravo accounts all waiting to buy these tickets. We are all over the place. We know what happened. Like, give us something. I just want to go. <laughs> I feel bad for the people who've already bought their plane tickets because I hear they're like really freaking out. So, yeah, yeah we haven't, we've waited. We're waiting. Yeah. I think that's the smart idea. I'm just worried they might postpone it. And that's my concern. Um, so I'm glad I have. Oh, yeah. Because November yet. is rather quick. It's rather close. It is. It's like four months away. And then it'll be like a year for you guys' um, oh, yeah. and everything. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And hopefully that will be a great way to spend a year, like your one year podcast anniversary at Bravo. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. I'm like, do we need to get like a birthday cake for ourselves? I was going to say, do we get a tattoo or maybe? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Maybe Ramona will, you know, support you guys and send a nice, you know, selfish video to you guys as well for your one Yes. Get a cameo of Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you guys are on cameo now. How do they, how do people find you? We are, is it cameo.com backslash Real Moms of Bravo? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yay. I'm I guess sure. for anything. Yay, I'm sure now people can, you know, eventually they'll watch your stories and they'll swipe up because they can now. Woo! Woo! It's so fun. <laughs> I knew that's such a, like, a life goal. It is. <laughs> so, it sounds so silly, but it, it is, once you realize it's 10,000, you're like, oh my God, we need swipe up. Oh, the power. <laughs> so... I want to say thank you so much to you guys for doing this show with me. I am so, so, so appreciative. It was so much fun. Yes, We loved you. it. Thank you so much. We loved it. I'm so glad. I mean, to, to, I think we did a really good analysis for Bravo giving us some like, meh, this past couple of weeks. 
you know, with Beverly Hills ending and being not all around like a uh, uh, five out of 10. And then New York being, I gave it like a seven out of 10. Oh, we, I, we oh, love New York. We're biased. We, I well, no, I love New York. I think this season to me, because New York, their standard is so high. Like this was just like, it was good. Like it was okay. Like um, it was no scary <sighs> island, but I thought it was like, it had everything that I needed. Bethany broke down. It had you know, good fights. They addressed everything and then they made up. And I was like, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I mean, I think that I just laughed a lot more than anything. Even if there wasn't like all the drama, it was just really fun. I would give it a 10 out of 10. I I did love a 9 out of 10. I did love Tindley crying in her bow. That was fun. I love Sonya taking her spotlight. You can't really be any Sonya moments, so. though. Oh, no, you can't. Sonya <laughs> That's why Sonya should Sonya be on Bravo. The dog, the Morgan letters. Like, we saw a lot. That's why Sonya should be on a Bravo Big Brother. Absolutely be the first <laughs> one to throw in there. So, how can everyone find you if they're not already? Because I'm pretty sure they are. But oh, you're so on sweet. Instagram. <laughs> We are on Instagram at Real Noms of Bravo. Um, and you can also listen to our podcast wherever you're listening to um, Monty's podcast. We're on Yay. everything. Um, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, a million other ones. Podbean. Yeah, that didn't know exa- <laughs> existed. Yeah, I had no idea all these existed until I started one. It was like eight platforms. There are eight? Okay. Yes. No, so. thank you so much for having us. We loved it. I'm so, so thrilled. Thank you guys so much. And I hope everyone rates both of us five stars and gives us more reviews and helps get you guys higher up on the top rated podcast because it's climbing. Thank you. And we hope they do the same for you. Thank you guys so much and have a great night. Thank you guys so much for listening. I promise to have fully functioning vocal cords and lungs and no more health problems pretty soon. Um, And like I said before, please feel free to rate and five stars and review. Bring me your one star opinions and even your five star opinions to my DMs on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Cannot wait to connect with you. Just like what the mom said well, let me not do, just, you know, say that just like what most people who start their podcasts and their Instagrams, but just like what, you know, I was just talking about with the Romans of Bravo, I did just, I did this just because it was fun and I want to connect with people who don't really listen to me about all the TV shows that I watch. So it's really been fun to have this outlet and to meet people like Abby and Vanessa from the Romans of Bravo and all the other people that I've, you know, done Uh, features with and going to do features with it's been a really fun task um just because what else why watch tv alone who else do we have to talk to you know so let's talk to each other feel free to rate five stars please and review and i hope to connect with more of you soon of course if you're not already following the real moms of bravo which i'm sure you probably are um then you definitely should be their content is amazing and they're really really great women especially if you love like cool motherhood memes and you know funny like you know things about motherhood and parenting and all that you should definitely get involved in that um and also if you are new newly listening or following because of the real moms of bravo thank you so much for listening and i hope you know you enjoyed yourself and feel free to follow me on instagram as well at mixing with mommy and my x-i-n-g w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i 
Um, I look forward to connecting with more of you. Hope this podcast meets you at some point in your week where you just need a little pick-me-up or a little escape. And I hope we can give that to you. So have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon.